Lecture 6, Cain and Abel, The Nature of Violence and War. Once Adam and Eve are banished from the Garden of Eden, they bear children, and with their children comes conflict. Anyone who has raised more than one child knows that fighting and conflict are almost inevitable once the second child comes into the world. My parents told me that when my little brother was born, I suggested we return him to the hospital. I was two. And then I suggested that we flush him down the toilet. What is it about the fallen human that makes us want to annihilate our competition? This base aspect of human nature of jealousy and anger is very real and it must be contended with. All of us must recognize the cane that lives inside us and rein him in so that he doesn't do damage to his brother or to the rest of creation. Let us hear the story in its remarkable detail. And the human knew Eve his woman and she conceived and bore Cain. And she said, I have got me a man with a Lord. And she bore as well his brother Abel. And Abel became a herder of sheep, while Cain was a tiller of soil. And it happened in the course of time that Cain brought forth from the fruit of the soil an offering to the Lord. And Abel, too, brought from the choice firstlings of his flock. And the Lord regarded Abel and his offering, but he did not regard Cain and his offering. And Cain was very incensed, and his face fell. The ancient Hebrew word for sexual intercourse is rather intimate and beautiful, and frankly, much preferable to our objective language in English. It involved both a corporal and spiritual knowing of a person, a kind of deep intimacy which Americans often overlook and hence become promiscuous and suffer great loneliness. To know someone in this way in Hebrew brings a sense of almost touching souls or becoming one person for a moment. It is deep and powerful and to be respected and treated with great care and forbearance. When Eve says, I have got me a man with the Lord, she is playing with words. The verb kana, meaning to get, to acquire, or to make, is a play on the word kain, which, which is Cain. The name Abel is less certain, but scholars believe that it is related to the Hebrew word hevel, which means vapor or puff of air, referring to Abel's brief lifespan. Eve is boasting of birthing a child, almost as if she did it herself and rivals God. And she is right, birthing a baby is quite something, though we could never do it without the Almighty. Let us continue with the story. And Cain said to Abel, his brother, let us go out to the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. And the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the soil. And so cursed shall you be by the soil that gaped with its mouth to take your brother's blood from your hand. If you till the soil, it will no longer give you its strength. 
a restless wanderer shall you be on the earth. This is a second fall, another level of expulsion from the harmony which God intended for the creation. Its sociological implications are undeniable. The herder of animals is seen as a better provider and a threat, and thus the farmer kills him. The battle between livestock and agriculture will in fact be a struggle for the entire human race. Meat is more filling and generally easier to kill and consume. Farming takes time and great patience. This struggle between the consuming of meat and that of plants will be part of the conflict within each human being after the fall. Which is better? Is one better for your health? Is the other better for the planet? From the newest scholarship, we're learning that particularly the consumption of cattle contributes to both poverty and to the pollution of the air. Could humans return to vegetarianism so that we could feed more of the planet? But would we consume enough protein on a plant-based diet? Cain and Abel continue to battle inside our minds and bodies. Once the murder occurs, God again searches, for God cannot find Abel. God's first response to the sin, just like when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, is to search and ask. Cain lies to God, a blatant lie, and God responds with a question. What have you done? Notice that the murder affects not only Cain's relationship with God, but also Cain's relationship with the earth. Up until that time, the earth was producing nicely for Cain. But once Cain murders, God says that the soil opens its mouth to receive his brother's blood. It is as if the land is fully aware of the injustice that has occurred, and it affects the productivity of the land. It is yet another alienation, moving us further away from the harmony of Eden. Could it be possible that the wrongs we commit, the violent acts we engage in, not only impact our relationship with each other and with God, but also with the very earth itself? What if, when there is injustice or crime, we isolate ourselves not only from the Creator, but also from the creation? This is an ancient concept in many cultures. It has been cast aside by modern thought, this idea that our behavior with one another could impact nature and its behavior. But what if these things are more mysteriously interconnected than we think? What if, in fact, our treatment of other human beings does impact our relationship with the earth? What does it mean to love our neighbor? God repeatedly uses the word brother in referring to Abel. Cain has killed his brother, someone to whom he was deeply connected, and he has, in fact, wounded himself and the earth that provides for him. God says, if you till the soil, it will no longer give you its strength. Cain has estranged himself from the land. He is literally cursed by or of or from the soil. It is as if the relationship of love and trust between the human and the humus is twisted. This is a kind of exile, another level of expulsion and estrangement. Cain becomes a wanderer. He is no longer at home on the land. He has no place to call home. 
he travels to the land of Nod, which means wanderer. He is afraid that others will kill him, and he tells God of his fear, and God puts a mark of protection on Cain. What a strange dynamic. God lets Cain suffer the consequences of his violence and wander the earth, but clearly God still loves him at that same time and wants to protect him. This mark of Cain will later come to have negative associations, but it was really intended as a mark of protection only. God wants Cain alive, but also wants him estranged from the land. Like a parent trying to establish boundaries, God wants Cain protected, but also wants Cain to understand the depth of his wrongdoing and its damage to the harmony of all things. Cain wanders about and finds a wife, Genesis does not explain where she came from. It is not important. And they have a child. In his desperation to find a home, now that he has been estranged from the earth, Cain builds a city. Cain names his son and his city by the same name, Enoch. Thus, the man who found himself estranged from the land, the man who is immoral and a murderer, builds the first city. The city is produced by blood and murder, and it is not a place of harmony with God. The city is a place to escape the land, a place of iron and corruption. It is the antithesis of the Garden of Eden. This notion of city as more fallen than the land will remain so for many generations and reinforced later by the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. But Christ will redeem the city and resurrected in partnership with Eden at the end of all time, as depicted in the book of Revelation. Meanwhile, Adam and Eve have another son, and they name him Seth. They regard this child as now their primary inheritor. Adam says, God has granted me another seed in place of Abel, for Cain has killed him. It is from the line of Seth, not of Cain, that Adam's lineage will descend The line of Cain is rejected. Another exile, another expulsion, another failed attempt of a man to do what is right. Cain will fade into obscurity and his line will end. But before it does, his descendants will produce things like copper and iron, things of the city and of the industrial world. These things will be associated with violence and with the murder that Cain executed so many generations before. What, in fact, is our relationship with the land today? How can our relationship with God and with one another affect our relationship with the earth? Are the three interwoven in some kind of mysterious Trinitarian relationship? Were the Native Americans right that the earth is a living thing and we must live in relationship with it? How can we ever understand these mysterious connections? I want you to ponder these questions. When have you sensed that you had a relationship with nature? Was there a time in your life that you felt a connection? And lastly, when have you sensed the rage of Cain inside yourself? How can we contend with and master this rage?